0: Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This week, we sit down with Thomas Falcone, who is a very successful touring music photographer who has branched out into some even cooler things like starting a creative agency called First Three with Adam Elmichias, amongst many other things. Not only does Thomas tell his story in this podcast, we also get into some really cool topics like the pros and cons of going to school to learn photography, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone to always be accomplishing even more. And just in general, some tour antics and some really funny experiences that he's had. Overall, I really loved this one. If you like it, please do me a huge favor and let me know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram, send me a message anywhere, and the biggest favor that you can do is sharing the podcast with a friend or on social media. I'm at Andrew underscore FTW, he is at Thomas Falcone, with that said, let's get right into it. Where are all my friends? Sitting yeah. down with Thomas Falcone, who's fresh here from New York City. <laughs> the honor of having you in LA. Yeah.
1: Well, hey, thank you for letting me sleep on your couch. Yeah, bro. It's cool. You're you here like, for a cool reason. Yeah, very cool reason. Yeah, you and Adam cooking up the yep. cooking up the big dreams. We're cooking. Yeah, but this, you know, this there's a, a lot other stuff going on outside of just that. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like we're always working on something. Yeah. Like, I feel like all of our friends essentially are always working on something that, like, whether or not you know of it, like, everyone's always got something on the back burner. Like, Adam and I have been working on this for, you know, a few months now, but nobody really knew.
0: Like, yeah. There's some stuff that I'm
1: working on that, like, nobody really knows. And, like, you know, I'm sure it's same with you and, like, same with, like, you know, all of our friends, which is, like, kind of cool, you know? I think that our friendship or friends, friend group doesn't need to necessarily tell everyone about what they're doing
0: yeah that's true because, there's always like the three-month buffer or yeah, like whatever that is
1: yeah it's like yeah well yeah yeah so yeah there's always always stuff going on which is cool
0: yeah which is it's like i think this is the perfect time for us to do this as well because yeah. we definitely have known each other for years now
1: yeah. but 2000, i 2010 sounds about right i, I think so I, i'm pretty sure 2010 Probably or like, 2012 maybe Somewhere I
0: remember like that has to be the window just from like the tours that we were on. I feel like like, honestly
1: everyone that I had met from that era of my life is, you know, obviously one of the most insane periods of my life. Like just getting into the music industry at that age of like, you know, I think I was 19. Yeah. Um, But. I think I was just friends with everyone and like yeah. I still oh, am dude. you know I'm, just, yeah, I'm totally. like still really
0: out there but like but I absolutely remember like meeting you and you yeah. being the social
1: uh, butt uh, butt. Dude. Just, well it's funny because you know even Adam's like oh dude like you're like so sociable and you know he kind of has that weird you know little quirkiness to him <laughs>
0: yeah but, like, but no I'm still it. to like,
1: that like still like that which is kind of crazy it's a
0: trait though that I really admire right? Yeah, like, to be able you. to come in somewhere and just have well that you're kind of like that too though I yeah feel we, like, we kind of have yeah, a bit of it
1: for sure I mean I think I have that New York like loudness like I curse a lot and like you know whereas like yours is a little different well, to, to okay, an do you, you feel know me what I mean? on this though <laughs> do
0: you, have you ever met somebody where people like you guys are so alike and there yeah. are certain
1: people that have
0: like <clears throat> the outgoing energy yeah. and I either like instantly gel <clears throat> yeah. with them and I'm like you're my fucking guy yeah. or I'm
1: like I don't trust them <clears throat> I agree Yeah. certain times
0: two outward people it doesn't work, yep. and I'm like, I don't yeah. know about them,
1: yeah, because yeah, you know, you need that balance, yeah. honestly, yeah. yeah. It's like you know, even with you know, um, like boyfriend girlfriend situations, it's like you can't have two crazy outgoing people. I mean, you can, yeah, but you, not need, saying, you need a little bit, yeah, of yeah, yeah, no, for sure, now and then yeah, no, I love that, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: us is connect,
1: and I feel like that's what <clears throat> yeah, happened, sorry, mm.
0: but yeah, so yeah. what I like to do to kind of start it off is. Anybody listening that isn't familiar with your career, what you do, just a super brief explanation before cool. we get into like your yeah, yeah. story of what you do.
1: Sure. Yeah. I've just been honestly for the past 10 or so years been, um, kind of involved in every aspect of being a content creator down to like, um, like helping with creative direction stuff down to, you know, producing DVDs and Docu series and this and that, like you name it, I've done it in the creation uh, or in the content creation world. Yeah. Um, but essentially, I would just call myself—I guess there's like an artist or something. Or
0: yeah. Whatever. But, I mean, it is kind I of mean, hard, f- right? It's hard yeah, to title it's, that.
1: It's hard. I mean, there's there's jobs nowadays that you 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 can technically do everything. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I try not to limit myself when it comes down to those type of things, like even down to, you know, people people go, oh, can you do that and myself being the crazy maniac that i am i'm like oh i'll do that and then like knowingly i've never done that and then i prove myself and like and then i learn and like you know i talk to my peers and stuff and like i think that's the coolest part about being an artist and having people trust you it's just like you can you don't need a role to like you know really corner yourself into like a um, like a room or or anything you know so I, i don't really know what to categorize what i do but if you if if it has to do with photography or art or videography or like content creation or Anything with artists and music in general, I've probably done it.
0: I like. I feel like that's a really good way to say it. And I also think yeah. that that role is constantly evolving and evolving quickly. Yeah. So the way that you just explain that kind <clears> of says <throat> it. It's like yeah, to just I, be a like, I think that nowadays you like, need well,
1: more. You, I think that like nowadays you need to be able to like learn and adapt to certain things because. Um. like I thought this. I actually had this conversation today that you can't really just do one thing nowadays. Yeah. It's like the the media is evolving and everything is evolving, you know, very rapidly in the last 10 years since, you know, you and I started touring. And then it's like, how do I excel? And how do I learn that? And yeah. I think just the only way to do it is to actually go out in the field and do it and just agree to things that you probably wouldn't feel comfortable doing to begin with. Well, and that's how I learned like after the things I've done. And it's,
0: it's, it's amazing because <laughs> I, just str- do it. I so struggle like, with this though of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, jack of all trades or yeah, master of ex- none, right? Like, exactly, yeah. So part of me is like double down become impeccable yeah. at one thing. Sure. But I think if you take that too literally <laughs> yeah. and you say I am going to be the best yeah. at black and white photography For or sure. something like that, yeah, yeah. it can be like, well, yes, you're amazing at that but you could also say that you're a creative and sure. that you're in yeah. a certain area like mm-hmm. music, but you're even bigger than that. Yeah. But just to be like, I can make stuff
1: for sure. In yeah, this, yeah. I can make. Anything I mean, I've done a lot digital. of stuff that like I did and I hated, and not a lot of people know about. Yeah. But you know, you, you you know, trial and error. Honestly, yeah. like uh, it sucks because there were, recently I've done a few video projects that I've produced and put together. And they will never see the light of day.
0: Really? Oh,
1: dude, it's so sad. Oh, you're probably so so sad. And they're done. Oh, you have no fun. Yeah, for like pretty big artists, and I was like, "Fuck God, what the fuck?" I know, I know. But but it's cool because then, like, I think eventually, or you know, because I have showed a bunch of people what I have done. Yeah. Um, like friends and stuff, and they're proud of me, and I think that's like the most that I can ever ask for is like my peers to just be like. Wow, like you did that. But if yeah. it's never going to come out, like you still have that under your belt. The experience yeah. is the best part about right? it. Right. Like
0: you learned it and exactly. now you're going to be yeah. that much better with whatever does come if it, out. It, yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. exactly. But so. like,
0: yeah, just like say that. Like, it's <clears> like, <throat> I think that that says it. I think the way you explain that is really cool. And yeah. I think that. Mastering all of that as mm-hmm. one is the thing yeah. to master. I don't think it's saying photographer. Sure. I think it's saying yeah. I can create stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I think being great at that is the thing to be in this personage. For, sure. For sure. So that's, yeah, that's it that's technically
1: what I what I have been doing.
0: Yeah. And yeah, now it's growing. We'll get into it, but yeah. like you're kind of Everywhere. branching out to be a little bit more of like an enterprise like, entrepreneur. Yeah, like an entrepreneurial. Bit, yeah. I don't think there's really
1: it. much stopping anyone. Yeah, you know, and I think that's kind of the cool thing about where we are, and like where I'm at with my career is that, you know, I I've had had a lot of goals and I've accomplished those goals, but why settle? Yeah, you know, and and just move forward. You know, at this point, it's like I, I don't. I still want to settle. Yeah, like even down to like me almost buying a house in like the suburbs of New York, like where my family, where I like kind of grew up, and I forgot what happened, but somebody was like, "You're really going to settle like that?" And I was like. Yeah. So I moved to Brooklyn. Oh shit. And I, and and like it's been chaotic, like a good chaotic. Because yeah. you know I'm like meeting people and like you yeah. know doing stuff all the time, and I feel, it's just like a different breed than you know just being comfortable. Yes. Um, I think that and when I, you put yourself in a slightly uncomfortable exactly. situation, you can do really cool things. Yeah, exactly. And you and you force yourself to do those cool things, and like that's even down to like real life stuff, not yeah. just work in general. You know, yeah. so.
0: I love so that. So I forced okay.
1: myself to do I mean, this is, you know, this, yeah, so, it's always okay. a lot. Yeah, yeah. So
0: let's get into your story Sorry. a bit because I want to come into all of yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. And I think that that what you just said yeah. is a common theme <laughs> in your life, though. Oh, sure. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to hear it. And I, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. also <laughs> stoked because there's pieces of your career that I haven't known as in depth, right? So as you tell this yeah. story, there's pieces where I'm sure I'm going to be like, yo, shit, you did this, you did what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for that. So, where I like to kind of start is just like where you found your thing. Like, I don't know, maybe middle mm-hmm. school, whatever. Maybe it's yeah. finding music. Maybe it's finding mm-hmm. your first camera, whatever that is. But like where you
1: found it. Yeah, it was, just, it was pretty that. much just like, so, I mean, I, I, it's it's funny because I've told the story a good amount of times. But I feel like every time I tell a story, there's always a few more people that just don't know. Yeah. Um. So I used to play football and used to wrestle in high school. Oh, wow. Like I was a captain of both my teams. Um, so much
0: more like athletic side.
1: Oh, my God. I'm like. It's crazy because a couple, like maybe like a month ago, it was very nice out in New York City.
0: Yeah.
1: And a bunch of our tour friends were playing softball.
0: Yeah.
1: And I feel like they kind of made jokes about me. Like, oh, like I feel like Falcone's good at softball. And like when I said like I was the, like the MVP, they were like, yo, like you should join our uh, summer league. And like like it was, it was, so long story short, it was very funny. So I'm pretty athletic. And then like, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take credit for that. Okay, And uh, so I was playing football and wrestling when I was in high school. And then... I was just categorized as like a jock. You know, I was a captain of both teams. Wow. There was like D3, like, it's not a big deal, but like D3 schools were like looking at me, being like, oh, you should come to our school and like, we'll give you a, you know, a, um, uh, whatever you want to call it, like money, a scholarship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. A scholarship to play for us. And like, you know, you'll go to college for say like 25% off or 40 whatever it was. So you could have had a whole different life. Oh my God. You have no idea. So, what yeah. <clears throat> it was just weird because like, I just hated being looked at like this jock dude. Hmm. Like it, it it was such a traditional like Friday night lights type of situation. Um, and I started going on MySpace and just finding these weird bands that nobody literally still to this day has ever heard.
0: Yeah, MySpace was, like, was so cool for yeah, music it discovery. Was so,
1: it, it was so easy. So, like nobody in my middle school or high school ever did that. Yeah. And I found like this niche that, like, I there was a different community of where these bands in New Jersey, because I grew up upstate New York, like, it, it was just like this culture and like this community that I saw. And I was like, wow, this reminds me of, say, like a sport, like a sporting event. You know, people would go and they would be friends with like, you know, like 20, 30 people. And then they were meeting people and then they were having fun. And like, and then there was music involved. And I was like, wow, this is like, like mind blowing to me, yeah. So I, I loved it, and then you know, I would obviously. So my parents would drive me out to New Jersey, like uh, Hackensack, Hoboken, all these like little towns, which are not too far from Manhattan as well. But I was you know 16, 17, so I didn't really have a way of transportation, and they were like, All right, well, you know, this weekend we don't have anything going on, we'll just drive you out there. And I think the first show that I ever took my mom to is me, my mom, and my brother. It was called Hamilton Street Cafe. And I was like, Mom, it's like a cafe. Like, like you could have a tea and relax and watch like a soft band play. And she wore, you know, not like a nice dress, but she yeah, dressed but up like, pretty nice. And she get there, she gets there and she's like. This is the loudest place. Like, this is it. like it was a rock show, dude. Yeah. It was, it was a rock like show in the DIY. size of like your oh dude, it was yeah. super it was so sick. Yeah. And like, I was like, Yeah, this is awesome. But my mom is there thinking it's like a cafe, like someone with an acoustic guitar. Totally. But that's like what those shows
0: were exactly,
1: right? exactly. It was exactly. like some
0: random cafe that you could yep. convince to let yep. you hook up to it. A PA it was like or, five
1: bucks, dude. Yeah. It was like five bucks to go. My mom was like, Cool, I'll get like a like a pastry and come with you. I'm like, Yeah, whatever. So, so that's what I would do on the weekends, and then or like some weekends, because obviously football was Friday night Saturday we'd be off Sunday we'd be off Monday practice
0: oh so you were still in both
1: oh yeah 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 so then it got to the point where you know I was doing both Monday through Friday sports practice whatever so then I started dressing a little bit different because I was going to these shows I was meeting all these people wearing like skinny jeans girl jeans whatever like fedoras growing out their hair
0: Yeah. I was like that's cool I was
1: like that's cool and you know traditional upstate New York people not upstate you know it's an hour north of Manhattan, they, it was pretty preppy. Everyone went to Abercrombie and this and that. I just never really got into that vibe. Yeah, so I was like, man, I'm gonna be like a rebel, you know. And I started growing my hair out long because I saw the, all these other dudes growing their hair out and etc. And you know, started wearing skinny jeans and fedoras and this, this, and that.
0: What year is this?
1: Oh, Man, 2000 had to have been 2007 through 10. Yeah, that was like it was that like my freshman scene. It was my era. it was my freshman freshman year of high school into senior year of high school. Yeah. So every Friday was our football games and you would have to wear your jersey to school and I would legitimately wear, and I have pictures somewhere, my skinny jeans, skinny jeans, yeah, like tight as
0: fuck. Yeah, we would go to Plato's That's Closet and just get girl
1: jeans. That, Vans, yeah. yeah, my football jersey, and like a fedora. And people were looking at me like, What? Yeah. But then I, it was like it was weird cuz I had like a like a it was like two different lives. Yeah, I, like you're painting like, this picture where like it's both. Seriously, so th- so it's really interesting cuz I was captain of both teams wrestling and um football and I would go on the field and people were like dude this dude's an animal. Like legit like an animal. Like, you know, the the over the intercom guy would, oh, number 34, Thomas Falcone. And, you know, it was all the time. But then I, on the Saturdays or Sundays, I would try to go to as much local shows as possible. So I was, like, trying to, like, get involved everywhere I kind of could because I knew eventually football and wrestling was not going to last forever.
0: Yeah.
1: Long story short. Loved it, loved it. I remember telling my athletic director, like, hey, I'm going to go to school for art because somewhere down the line – I fell in love with, like, my mom's little, like, point-and-shoot camera. I brought it to shows. I started, like, taking pictures. But it wasn't very serious at all. And the next step was college. So I was like, I'm not going to go to football and waste my time. So I applied to, like, you know, I got, like, a new camera. Um, I started doing, like, portraits of, like, these bands, et cetera. And then I did not go to college for um, football or anything or wrestling. Damn! So that's like where
0: you kind of like. Yeah, that's where I was kind of like, like I
1: separated it and I was yeah. like, I was like, this is going to be it, and I'm not going to play ever again. Yeah. And it it was like a big leap of saying no to something I was so used to. Like this is like phase one of me being like a like in my mind like I'm going to do something that no one else is doing. Like yeah, you know, because like, like nowadays you know I feel like a lot of people do that respectfully. Yeah. But I feel like back in the day. It was very frowned upon, it was
0: frowned
1: and like my like my family supported the hell out of me for sure. They were cool with it, but no, it would be different if there was five kids doing it. Yeah, there was no kids doing it, and especially if you were legit good at sports. Like a lot of people would be like,
0: "Yeah, I love yeah. it," but I just wasn't good, yeah. so this yeah. happened or I yeah. got hurt. Right, like
1: the, it was the opposite. I yeah. wasn't good at photography, but I was good at sports. That's crazy. So right. everyone was like, "Dude, you know it, it was like a pretty talked about thing. Like not in my town, but like you know, my mom's friends would be like oh, like, what's Thomas going to go to school for? And she would say, like, oh, he wants to go for photography. And it, it was it was fine. Like, my parents supported it. Yeah. They were like, yeah, like, realistically, he's not going to be a pro football player or wrestler. Like, let's let's have him live out a dream or, like, have him learn something. Meanwhile, this whole crazy concept of, like, yeah, let's get rid of arts in high school yeah. was slowly becoming a thing because I don't know if you really follow, like, public ed- education or anything. but I don't. So, that's the first thing that they always cut.
0: Oh, yeah. You hear that all day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yo, dude, you hear it everywhere. So, that was like my, yo, I'm going to do this because who knows if I'll ever be able to do it my entire life because, you know, my my kids won't be able to do this. Damn crazy. Yeah, super crazy. So, I mean, th- that's another story of like what sure. I eventually want to do when I'm like 60 is like become a teacher. Oh, because damn. and like bring like arts back to school and like, you know, there was even a time period where like I wanted to donate like cameras to like my high school. It's just, it's Crazy. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah I, that's s- cool. that's I, cool. I still want to do that. I still want to do that. So um. So
0: you decided you go into yeah. arts and then is that, that's getting, that's college.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went to like, uh, I went to like a two year trade school, which um, I did not get any degree or anything. It was just like a certificate situation. I went for two years. Um, what were
0: you studying specifically? Photography.
1: It was like a very small, there was probably about 50 kids in my class. Here's a question. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think that you're very technically good at photography now. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you think
0: that, because a lot of times people will complain that they didn't learn things from school and it was a chore. However, you're this kid that's very aware that arts might not be available. You were great at football. You were great at wrestling. eh?
1: Yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. totally specific. Yeah.
0: But like you decide, you very intentionally make that decision and went to school for something that you kind of wanted to learn. For sure do you feel that you learned some like really core things in that? Yeah. I think or I do learned you think that the practical application of just doing
1: it, it it's kind of weird. Uh, so I explain this to a, a good amount of people because I feel like there is, Oh, it's a very popular question for any photographers nowadays that, yeah. you know, it's like, do I go to school? And I think the most important part about it is that I probably learned about more about myself than I, I, than I ever probably would have on my own. Mm. Like, yeah, you can learn the technical stuff on YouTube, et cetera, yeah. but I learned more about what I wanted to do and, like, you know, move forward from there, like, rather than listening to people be like, oh, well, this work sucks, like, I'm yeah. like, no, well, this is what I like. This is what I like. This is how I see things. This is, like, my favorite color palette, da-da-da-da, whatever. Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of made me who I am today because there was a lot of people telling me, no, like, that's wrong. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So it like really discouraged me and I hated it. Whoa. Um, but that was a part of the process. Yeah. Like they wanted everything to be a certain way, a very like corporate way of photography. And I yes. was like, no, like that's, that's not art to me. Like technically speaking, you don't need to follow any guidelines in any type of art. Right. You know, you, you Hey, you live your life. Yeah. There's actually, it's funny. Cause I always bring it back to this painting that I have on my wall. I have a few paintings on my wall and every single person that comes to my apartment, they perceive it differently. So, like, that's kind of like an homage of my, my I guess, like my learning curve of like, and it's really interesting because I always try to get people's opinions on what m- some of my art means. Yeah. Cause, like, that's a big part of who I am.
0: Yeah, well, like and that's, like learned
1: a certain way, you know. Yeah,
0: I, it's so yeah. interesting to hear that because you know, it's like for me, I did dabble with photography, so it's something that yeah. I've always loved. Yeah. But I never chased it as a profession. Sure. But the thing that I always loved about photography is, like, in that moment, in that image, or really just through any creative's mm-hmm. lens and anything they're doing, yeah. that's their vision. Sure. And there's no other it, way it, to see it. And it's also
1: very hard to um, replicate. Yes something exactly. that somebody else has done before like, exactly we could, to the at, we
0: could look at this desk or yep. this table and be like cool yep. like you could take a photo of it and so many people could take a photo of the same thing but see it differently yeah and it's so cool exactly. to see yeah. how somebody sees it yeah, so that's, that's funny that's, I, that's interesting that. that you learned yeah kind of a that in yeah. school being like no i think this is cool
1: yeah and i, I just kind of like went off like my rocker i was just like man like why is someone telling me like my work sucks and it was so, it, it was actually like exhilarating and very, like, I, I was very passionate about it, honestly. And that's like kind of what got me through, um, I guess, school at that point. And it took a long time for them, like my professors, to accept me. Yeah. Because I was doing something that, like, not a lot of people were doing. You know, they didn't think, because I was doing also a lot of concert stuff. Yeah. And they looked at it like, what's your end goal? Like, what, what what's the deal? Like, what, you just show up to a concert and, like, take pictures? I'm like, yeah. there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more, like, in-depth about it, etc. You know, and I was dealing with some older professors and I feel like they didn't see where I was coming from as, like, a 20-year-old kid.
0: Yeah, and, like, almost you know? having that chip could give you more. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you started touring exactly. at a pretty young age.
1: Yeah, so then right after that... Well, sorry. Blow your mind. Let's so, go. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, right in-between breaks of things like spring break and this, this, and that, whatever, I was going on mini tours like finding like loopholes and then the first summer of oh, this. Okay. Sorry. Well, actually, no, I'll, I'll backtrack. So, the right after senior year of high school is when I went a warp Tour 2010 with We Are The In Crowd. I did merch for them because they're like a hometown homies, you know? Yeah. So, I don't really consider, like, I consider that a tour for me but I wasn't doing something that I wanted to do on it. Like, I realistically on i think it was like a 50 or 60 day tour i probably took like 30 pictures yeah because i was so i was so involved in merch so i don't really consider that like my first tour really right unless i was like a full-time merch guy yeah so that was like kind of like my end but i also didn't really meet people because i was always at the merch tent and then like i was so young that like i was so tired and like i just wanted to party that i never really like networked the right way or like learned kind of how to build relationships yeah yeah like I was very stuck in the world of like, let me just rage because this is tour and who knows if I'll ever do it again.
0: Interesting. So
1: then, that's when I went to college, and then in between the college breaks is when I had met a few people who were like, "Yo, like I like I heard that you're a photographer, but like you, you toured. Like, what do you want to do?" And um, one of those people being Mike Finn, he like came to my apartment one time because my roommate, and um, he had worked for me to pray at the time, and literally just. Was like yo, you should. I swear to God, he wrote my dean a letter, and was like yo, because I was telling him how frustrated I was. Yeah, I was like, dude, you're the only dude who will give me access to what my school project eventually will be. Yeah, and he was like, okay. I was like, like, I'll come on the road with you, please. I was like, just give me the access, like, just write my dean a letter, and he did. And I didn't get paid any money, but they flew me to uh, South Carolina to start a tour. And I did like almost two weeks with them for spring break. And I like missed a bunch of school and I like, came back with like all this insane work and everyone was mind blown. They were like, how did you do that? Because dude, the fest, like we did like bamboozle and we did like festivals and they were like, you know, I was behind the drummer and this and that. And everyone's like, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, how, when and why? So it was, like, a big thing, you know? Um, but that Dude. was kind of, like, my in. And I was – every single break, I would always go out with Media Parade. Like, you know, spring break, Christmas break. Because, you know, they were touring, like, nonstop. Yeah. So then eventually, after my two years at the school, is when I took the leap and I was like, okay, cool. Let me, The band obviously wants me. Yeah. Let me just do a full cycle with them and kind of see. And, you know, I was going into the studio with them. They were flying me to, like, Europe and, like – you know, music videos and this and that. And it, it was actually really interesting because, like, they were really involving me on every aspect of their album um cycle, which was um the self-titled. And moving forward, like, there wasn't a lot of people doing it. Like, yeah, it was like Adam and, and like, a, a couple other people. It's very, it was not, at that time... People were like, why are you spending all this money on a photographer to come out? Like, it, right. it was a big thing. Like, yeah. it was a huge... Huge deal, but the benefit that people didn't see at that time was
0: like the real yeah. emotion and like the real yeah. moments you captured. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't just a shot of no, state.
1: Yeah, it's, it was crazy. I mean, still to this day is literally some of my favorite work, which is insane.
0: Well, I think there's so much to unpack just in that. And yeah. like, I want to obviously cover your story, but like just with Mayday, like
1: yeah, I think oh that God. they're
0: some of the best people yeah. I've met, right? And like, For
1: sure, for sure.
0: There's just something different about them with bands for where sure. there's like, I think they're real artists, mm-hmm. and I think they 100%. love what they do. Yes, and I think they are really good at treating people yep. like people. For sure. So for that yeah. to be your the where you really got your start, yeah, is so incredible. I, I think
1: they feel like I've like never really had this conversation with them, but it's it's really interesting. And I one day eventually would love to know like why, like why me, like 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 what why, did they see
0: early on? Yeah, like
1: they must have been like thinking something, you know, like. I don't, I don't know what, but I think a little bit of it had to do with them dropping off a major label and then them potentially not being a band after like a certain tour. So like they, not that they almost broke up, but like it was definitely like very, oh, we might not make it situation. And then they put out self-titled and that's when I was there. So I documented the whole thing and I was just like, whoa, this is very, like it's a very emotional period for this band and they brought me on the whole thing and i was and i was so young i didn't really like you didn't, get it yeah. but i was getting these emotional photos and and it really grew me as an artist because they let me Dude, my camera was everywhere. Yeah. Like, it was, like, I have some of my favorite pictures to this day still. Dude,
0: and, like, everything about that, like, the mutual yeah. respect. Yeah. Because I think that yeah. that was a lot of people meeting you for the first time. 100%. And you were so well introduced, right? Like, they introduced oh my God, you with yeah. so much respect and yeah. love. And your work spoke yeah. for itself. And that was just such a perfect storm yeah. of, like, Respect and good work yeah. being done, and the time, yeah. and like just everything it, about that. It definitely could have so went like crazy.
1: Yeah, it could have went so left field.
0: Yeah. And
1: like still to this day, and like obviously we'll talk about, you know, a little bit more, but
0: yeah.
1: I have never had an artist like I feel like I've just been put in the best situations possible. Like I've never worked for a shitty person.
0: That's like fucking because
1: every artist I've ever worked for, it's been a long like I was a Media parade for three or four years. Yeah, all time low for like three years. Like like and moving forward, it's it's a like it's a loyalty thing too. And I think that I've been put in the most unbelievable situations my entire life. I couldn't ask for more. I've never had a bad tour. That's ever. I've never had a bad tour my entire life. Swear swear. So yeah, so yeah, like it is really interesting because I feel like there was a piece of Media parade that wanted me out they didn't pay me much but it it was definitely like a yeah, we really like this kid for some reason. Yeah, you know, like I was like the little brother of the camp. Yeah, I'd be like, guys, like let's go out and like do stuff and like have fun and like I feel like I've re-energized the camp to an extent. Yeah, because they came off such like a like a like a high and then a low and then I came on and I like I feel like that m- might have been it. Maybe I've never really thought about. it. I've never asked them honestly. That's um, I would be so
0: curious to hear. their It's interesting side of it, though, but,
1: but like. Long story short, I mean, fast forward to yeah. now, ten year or you know, seven or eight years later, um, Derek stayed at my apartment for like four or five days a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: we FaceTime. So like, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So yeah, it's like, the, you know, they they helped me out for a very long time. And long story short, he didn't need to stay in my apartment. He was like, "Yo, I'm not get a hotel." Like, I was like, "Bro, why don't you just stay with me?" So I made him breakfast. We made drunk food. We did that. I took him around the city. Like at it's this like, point, family, I'm able I'm right? able to give back to him in case he needs anything. It's actually kind of crazy because where I live, uh, it's it's maybe like three blocks from where a, a lot of tour buses park in Brooklyn. Oh. And dude, it is probably the most insane feeling that people come over to my apartment for like breakfast. Like Neck Deep has come over, all, the whole band and crew, all of them have done laundry at my apartment, all of made a parade, all of the main dude. A lot and like it's it's, such, it's such a spy. crazy feeling. I'm just like, yo. Come to my apartment. I will. I will feed you. I will give you this. Like whatever you need. Yeah. So it's like it's one of those things where like I feel like a lot of people did things for me when I was very young that like I knew one day I could hopefully give back. Whether it's like make them breakfast or something, and I'm finally able to like I feel like slowly give back to like the people that helped me grow and like you know give me a job like technically, Dude, you know
0: that's so fucking cool. isn't that crazy to think about it's so cool yeah, yeah. can I tell you a really funny uh, Mayday parade story before we continue sure, yeah. <laughs>
1: Is it a story about cabbage and you or something? No, it's about you.
0: Mm. It's a story that involves
1: you. Wonderful. That
0: is one of the funniest stories in my life. (laughs) Wonderful. And I was trying to be cool in front of you, and it had the funniest (laughs) repercussions
1: I have ever had. Okay.
0: Let me paint you a picture and see if you remember the night. Okay. Okay. Salt Lake City. Yes, the venue that has
1: a hundred venues inside of it. It's called in the venue.
0: Yeah, Uh but they've also changed the name a hundred, a million times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's an upstairs, a
1: downstairs. Yeah, yeah. Got
0: it. The labyrinth of venues. Mm -hmm. All right, Mayday Parade in the main
1: are playing in a big room. You guys were in the smaller room. The small room. Yeah, yeah, yes.
0: I'm on tour with Set It Off. Yes, I actually don't even remember who we were out
1: with. I I don't remember either, but okay, I remember the show. We crossed paths because we didn't know each other
0: at that point. Yeah, yeah. I think like uh, Dan. I think. I think we we ate a
1: hot dog after the show together.
0: Well, that's the story.
1: Oh, it wasn't a hot dog. It was tacos. Okay, it was tacos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, right. I was it.
0: trying – it was my the night of my 23rd birthday. Correct. And I, I've never, like, drank heavy, but, like, I've also never, like, claimed edge or anything. I'm just, like, rarely drink. But yeah. that night, like, it was, like, the perfect <laughs> night. We're all drinking <gasps> – And you and I are both mad hungry. And I was like,
1: bro. There was a bunch of people that went with us, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like me, you, Dan. Yeah. A bunch of people. But it was you and I. And there was, so
0: (laughs) we're getting tacos. And you're like, you had never had them. And I'm like, these
1: are the best tacos I I have ever had. And I was like, you
0: have to come with us. Yep, yep. So you're like, all right, cool. We go there. Yep. It's close to the end of the night. I remember. And I don't do well with hot salsa. And I, (laughs) you're like, so what do I get? And I was like, dude, it's all good. You can't go (laughs) home I'm trying to be all cool,
1: like a local.
0: I love this. Like, oh, my taco spot in Salt Lake City, Utah.
1: Not even from there? Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) I, like, accidentally put what I thought was, like, the mild, like, like, pico. And it is this fiery, evil lava sauce. Hey, that's what you get. (laughs) I know. So I eat them, and I don't say anything. And I normally probably would have just, like, thrown them away or called a mulligan, whatever. But I didn't want to look like a bitch in front of me. (laughs) So I put them down. I put these tacos down. Me, and then the night goes on. It was no. a great night. We all like it was just a drunken, I think we got real drunk that night. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah, we were in a van. We were doing a van. Tour. Yes, yeah, yeah. We had two bunk beds in place of the fourth bench. Okay, so, I don't know this part. Well, we part ways, right? Yeah. So we're driving. I think we were going opposite ways. You guys were going west. We were going east because we're heading to Denver. Okay, or, we were heading to Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we part ways. Had a great yeah. night. Whatever. Say goodbye. I go to sleep. I fall asleep in the. I
1: think we partied on, I partied on the bus for a little bit. That's as right. Well. It was a yeah. great. Night. Yeah, 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 it was a like yeah, yeah. very yes. memorable. Okay, fun okay. sorry. Sorry to cut you off, but together. yeah, I'm just trying to remember it. Yeah.
0: I pass out in the van, back bunk, and I wake up six in the morning. It's like an all- oh. overnight drive, right? Oh. I wake up to one of the most heinous farts I have ever farted. Oh, and I was like, oh dear, I have to poop. Oh dear, and uh, it was. The f- it was this thought of these tacos. What oh, did I do? I was like, no. I trying to be cool in front of Tom. Oh, and I burned and I myself. looking <laughs> I up to lava. And the first thought that I had as <clears throat> like, I think I turned 23. I was like, I can't have the first thing that I do <clears throat> as a 23-year-old man be shit my pants in the
1: back of a fifteen-passenger oh van, god.
0: and it happened all because I was trying to be oh cool. Oh my
1: front of god, Utah that's so ridiculous! Hey, hey. So here's the little. Wow, little I, I, don't think, I don't think you ever told me that story. No, I don't think. But I do. Is. I do remember that night really well. So I, I, I have a pretty crazy story about that night as well, but I don't know if I should say it. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was super.
0: <laughs> I want to tell your story. I feel bad yeah, for yeah, hijacking yeah. that. One. No, she no, no, no. After. That's okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So
0: after Mayday, yeah, so yeah, you did incredible things with them for many years. Yeah. Eventually. I I
1: still do. Okay. So you still do. I'm, I'm still very close with them. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's like my thing when it comes down to every artist that I've worked for. I think even if I'm not on the road with them, I, I would still like to essentially be involved. Cool. Um, so back to the Adam thing, you know, with our agency. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to source a couple of photographers and videographers to go in the studio with them because I think that they, even down to years ago, yeah. it's like, oh, let's hit up Falcone to to get photographers. And now that it's like an because official thing. that they trust. 100%. Always. Yeah, yeah like always. So it, I consider that like still being able to work with them a little bit. I think that they still trust me to an extent, which That's is
0: cool. Too. Which is cool.
1: Like, I, I that is something that I t- take a lot of pride in. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, no, yeah. So, I, I still kind of, not that I work on, on the project or the account or anything, but
0: I mean, I think that says something though to be like, they sure. built such a relationship yeah. with them and there's so much trust that when they do need a creative, they come to you. Literally and
1: down doing. to like the littlest things. Like, yeah. you know, so Derek just put out a side project. Um, it's like an acoustic thing and they were like asking me like who can do the music videos and like giving them suggestions, of this and this and that, you know. So it, it's literally, it's still a relationship, which is amazing. That's so awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah.
0: I think that the, like your work and the person you are, like not um, everybody gets those calls years later, right? No. Like, that's
1: cool. Yeah, no, you, you know, you lose touch and everything, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. So
0: you go on though, yeah, for, as far as your touring career and the evolution, yeah, yeah. so you. What year was it that you? I stopped with
1: them. Mm-hmm. It was probably two thousand fourteen or okay. so. And That's then probably two thousand fourteen. You started 2000...
0: doing some stuff with All Time Low after that.
1: Um, Just... no. So two thousand fifteen is the year that I did. I I think it's I started to experiment. Like I did this DJ named R.L. Grime.
0: Oh my god, you did something with R.L. Yeah, Grime. Yeah, I
1: did R.L. Grime's like first tour ever. That's fucking um, sick. So yeah, I got thrown into the like the mix management. Uh, which is like, uh, it was, it was, it was crazy story. So when Bauer dropped uh, Harlem Shake, yeah, I was on that tour. Ugh. Yeah. So it was like Bauer, <laughs> R. Grime. And I got pretty close with like the, the DJ knit of things and they were really young and they brought me on. And it was Britton Billick, uh, a Rocket to the Moon's tour manager that somehow got involved with them. Yep. And then he was like, yo, let's bring out Falcone, like Falcone's the guy. So then that kind of got me out of that. Um, but I didn't really do much with it. It was like random festivals and like it was like a van tour, and it wasn't that long. And then we did like a bus tour um, into like Red Rocks into Coachella. So that was 2015. fifteen. Oh, so I was kind of yeah. like doing like a bunch of like stuff like that. And then randomly would do I forgot. I think it was like random Mayday stuff. Still okay. I think
0: okay. So it was like yeah. photo
1: shoots and this and that. And I think I was trying to like. I don't, I don't know what I was trying to do, honestly. So, but, okay, I, I, but this
0: is actually important
1: because yeah, when you is, start yeah. doing
0: stuff with R.L. Grime, like that's yeah. different venues, it's a bigger scale, oh, it's a different one. genre. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk to you about yeah. because I'm really not here to like hate on a specific no, genre at all. No, no, but no. I always love hearing people pushing themselves to evolve and to push themselves creatively and to For always sure. be open to there being different games to play and something. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, like, to look at the whole
1: scope of yeah, games, and I, that has
0: to have represented. Oh,
1: that was like t- technically phase two, uh, like, of all you know, phase one. was Yeah, so phase one was l- pretty much like the football into photography thing. This, so then into touring, and then this was probably like phase two of me being it like, felt like that. Yeah, it felt like this was the next step. That I didn't really know what I was doing. I feel like that's how it all starts. Is you go, well, I don't really know what I'm doing, yeah. but I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So that was that was phase two of like doing the, the DJ thing, and it really opened my eyes to actual production, yeah, uh, production value, in the show, um, massive, massive, yeah, uh, f- festival crowds. Oh my god! And then um, venues that I've never been to before, and then a song that was absolutely viral. Like, so, so yeah, it opened my eyes to like a different scale of things that wasn't, you know, and that this is when EDM was just hitting, yeah, so it was becoming a slow, slow thing. And I I, I don't think when I left Mayday, everyone was like, What is Tom doing? Like, that's well, so weird. That's like, why I'm
0: so intrigued in yeah. this because, like, I kind of it was like that thing of like, I was like, You do such great yeah. work with them, it's, and it, this is like, and yeah, exactly, this gap, yeah. like, I didn't know that, I didn't know it was RL Grom, I didn't oh, know yeah. all this stuff, yeah. And then it felt like out of nowhere, your work was just on this level where exactly, I was like, yeah. what in well, the world Well, okay. So we happening? we kind
1: of talked about this off off the podcast a minute, but so that was when it hit me when so obviously all the media parade stuff was pretty branded heavily with black and white. Yeah. Um, and I think I talk about this a good amount with people and just, you know, interviews, podcasts, whatever. Yeah, don't
0: don't like if, if it's been covered, like
1: no, 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 no. It's ve- it's very important. Like, okay, okay, okay like cool. it like I will say until the day I died, but like you know, all the stuff I did was black and white, legitimately was only getting poached as like a black and white photographer. Yeah. So that's when I had to really step out of my grounds to be like, hey, I need to do something else. So then this R.L. Grime thing came about and I was like, I'm doing it. Like I have to do it. Like this is gonna break my thing. The first Instagram that I posted with color in like years was um a picture of R.L. Grime at Coachella. And this was even after still like I had I had been on the road with him for a little bit, posting black and white, delivering him color, you know, still giving him the content, but my own brand was still black and white. And I was like, fuck, I need to break this. I need to break this. One's once gonna be the perfect time. So my first Coachella is when I broke that streak, which was like kind of like big for me, honestly. I was like, and the amount of text messages that I got like, dude, like, oh my god, like your colors are insane. And I'm like, Well, here we go. And I and that's when I started going hard. Yeah. So um, so yeah, that that's when I think it really opened a lot of different. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I think that it opened a lot of doors for me that I stepped out of my boundary and kind of moved forward from there. So then, so then 2016 is when I did ATL and Adam was kind of still on it. He he was more like 2013 through 15. Yeah, and then we did a tour together in the UK. Started this record cycle together, and then I was doing the DVD. So that's when I was also stepping out of my own boundaries of doing oh. the DVD stuff. I've never done a DVD. Yeah, they were like you, you know, they're like, oh, we heard, we heard we heard you're a good dude, like blah, well, well, whatever. Do you have any video content? And I was like, yeah, I've done like some video stuff, but like not a DVD. This is and this is after Straight to DVD went like gold.
0: Yeah, and there yeah. were th-
1: this is when like ATL was you know the, the the DVD portion was like a massive you know peak in their career. Yeah. So they were like, "We want to do another one. We want you to do it." I'm like, "Okay, that's a huge ask, but sure." So I did it. Um, I pretty much just like shot all the footage and like archived it all, and then we brought in an editor and this, this and that it was the whole thing. So yeah, after them, I feel like I was kind of still in my realm of things, um, and I was trying to get out of it. Like I did, there wasn't a start and stop period for ATL. Yeah, it was like a hey, just. Tell us when you think you're done with the DVD, and then we'll put you in a studio with some dude who's going to edit it. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. So I kind of had to like cut myself off um, because you know eventually it's like, hey, oh, we've been on the road for four years. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, so, it's you gonna know, be the best DVD. I promise. Give me another year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, I think I think it took my own well being to be like, hey, we need to stop this project because I need to creatively work on other things that I want to do. Yeah. Um. So did the DVD. Um, this dude named Rafa, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but he cut it and mm-hmm. colored it and we he quote unquote directed it, mm-hmm. um, but I was like a co-director and like helped him produce it and that opened my eyes on a lot of things um, because he did all the interviews and stuff. He logged all the footage. So it he taught me a lot of things that I literally probably wouldn't have never have known if I never was in a room with him for three weeks in Phoenix at his house
0: whoa which probably taught you a lot on like the video side everything of, yeah
1: everything like this dude so he's the dude that did like avenged Sevenfold DVDs like he's done like eight he's got dude he has an office in his his house yeah that is all like plaques of like evanescence because he tore with like, evanescence like avenged Sevenfold like all these crazy people did DVDs for all of them oh, and he and he crazy. literally had like four workspaces And he was like, "Yo, this is yours for the month." I was like, "Wow, cool!" And we legit just went through footage and built a storyline together. And like, you know, we had a whiteboard of the DVD. It's like the intro. So like, it was pretty much like writing a record for somebody who's doing a DVD. Like, you know, like step one, step two. Like, what do we have? What do we need? What's the storyline? But like, it's like we have a lot of footage of Jack, and then we have a lot of footage of Zach. Like, it it was it was very strategic.
0: Yeah, and it
1: was a very big learning curve, like in in my career
0: yeah so like it not even so much the band but more so the project and the yeah. dvd and the challenge is yeah. what it represented so yeah that, that, that was up. the
1: best thing about it honestly and like yeah i was doing photos on the side but i was more focused on the video stuff because that's what i was hired for yeah um and then yeah we put it out it was it's a it's great it's awesome that's so um cool. but that kind of like ended like my video over like actually shooting video yeah yeah i still kind of do video but
0: well, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah. what don't you do? Like, you can figure it exactly. all out. Exactly. But yeah, but the, these but are like the little things well. of
1: like having to learn on the go yeah, and be in the experience and like, you know, in the setting uh to learn it. Yeah. It's like, that's I'm, I'm just like not at school doing it. Like, I'm in the field doing it.
0: I think there's an important lesson in that of like yeah. just saying yes to opportunities. Like, For sure. 100, oh, 100%. Well, that's
1: what I was saying before is like, like i didn't know how to do it i just knew there was a way to do it and i had somewhat of resources to do it like like it was actually really nice of rafa this guy to legitimately be like you know, because it was it was like, oh, should Tom be in the editing session? And it was like a big conversation, yeah. and band yeah. and a lot of other people were like, yes, but there was some other people like, no.
0: Oh shit! Um, so again, people going to bat for one hundred percent,
1: yeah. Like there was, a, but I shot all the footage, so everyone was like, yes, but then there was some people were like, no, it's a waste of money. Like let, that's why we're bringing on this editor, mm. but well, whatever. It's like the more cooks you have in the kitchen, the oh. worse. Yeah. So that's what a, a few people, you know, you know, labels, this, that, whatever. That's what some people thought, which yeah. is fine. I understand that. For sure. But thank God um, I did do that because I, you know, for my own well being and like my own sake and future, I yeah. learned a lot. Yeah. So
0: that's amazing. And yeah, then, it was great dude. So it, was, it was so fun. What I happens from there?
1: Because, well, and then, okay, so then there's a weird time period where everyone tours with all time low and then they go, okay, cool. What do we do from here? Because that's, I would say, the, the top of the scene besides yeah. like a data remember. So it's like, what do we do? We, you know, when Adam and I were out, we did. Dude, arenas like with ATL, like it was insane. Like yeah. 15,000. We did Wembley Arena together. Like it was insane. Yeah. Like still to this day, mind blowing to me that ATL did that, and Adam and I were there. So, so yeah. So I think there's like this tier of because I feel like ATL really brings a lot to the table with helping their crew and like putting our names out there to like benefit us because they know that we're hard workers and our work ethic is is there. I feel like any person who works at All Time Low really thrives. Like yeah. anyone who works for them, it's just some like magical thing that like they get successful. And it's funny because the band knows it. They're oh. like, "Oh, dude, they know it." They're like, "Yeah, like we put people on. Like they love it." Like right now, their tour manager who toured with them when we were with them yeah. is doing Pharrell. Yeah, like uh, or, no, well, oh. Fly with Kygo, but Brian's <laughs> Brian's health halls with Pharrell. Oh my god! So like, and there's and there's more people that like you know thrive and. and and it's a it's a cool outcome nobody really knows why but um so then after that is when i got put uh, i got presented or i got hit up by another band that i will not say yeah um and i was kind of like going through the motions at this point yeah i was like okay cool i did atl yeah this is the same size level band they were it was an arena no sorry it was a amphitheater tour it was their amphitheater tour and Finish the cycle with all time low. DVD gets put out. I get the offer. I confirm the offer. I was kind of just like, man, it's like, it's like a whatever, you know? Like, you just I just
0: didn't like, feel it. It didn't. No, have it to I was it. just like, man,
1: like, this is not really worth my time. Not really worth my time. It was worth my time. Yeah. It was fine. I was like, oh, it's good money. It's like someone I don't really know, somebody that I look up to could be cool for content, whatever. Flights are booked, pay is confirmed. I'm about to fly out in like two weeks, less than two weeks. I don't know if I ever told you this story. No. So uh, in the, in the two-week period is when I do Coachella again with R.L. Grime. Yeah. And this is April. I'm supposed to leave for the tour m- mid-May. So I have, you know, April. Let's say it's like April 15th or 20th is usually Coachella after that is when I was going to do this tour. So I do Coachella. In the back of my mind, I'm like, eh, that's just a one-off. Literally fly in, fly out, easy. Do the thing, shoot the tour, shoot the Coachella set, insane. Haven't seen Oral Grime in like a long time. I'm like, man, like, how you been, whatever. So he's asking me like, oh, what are you doing this summer? Like, I want you off to the festivals, this and that. I'm like, fuck, man, I'm doing this like festival tour. He's like, dude, that's gonna be sick. I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, cool. You know, it's like a big tour, amphitheaters, whatever. I'm like, eh, it's whatever kind of being like an asshole about it. yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. But like, you know, I was just like going through the motions. I'm like, man, it's like a rock band. This isn't that, whatever. Like, yeah, they're big, but...
0: Yeah. I
1: wasn't stoked on it. You know, I wasn't stoked. I'm like, man, like, what's like... After coming off ATL, I'm like, oh, I don't want to shoot another fucking band again. Like, yeah, you know, like, I get it. So, long story short. Getting to... Maybe it's maybe like you know conference call after conference call. Yo, this is the content we need. This is the videos that we want. This is it's like okay, cool, let's do it. Whatever. It's seven, eight days before my flight. I get this call, and it's RL Grimes tour manager, who's a very close friend of mine. He's like, "Yo," he's like, "What are you doing this summer?" I'm like, "Man, I already took the, I, Henry is RL's name. Yeah. I was like, "Man, I already talked to Henry." He's like, "What do you mean you talked to Henry?" I'm like, I can't do you guys this summer, dude. He's like, I'm not talking about us. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm booked. He's like, you're not booked. I'm like, what, What? bro?
0: And he's like, your boy. So he's like, you're not. He's like, you're not
1: booked. He goes, he goes. Listen to me. He goes, you're about to get a phone call in like a minute. He goes, I just gave your number out. I'm like, with who? And he goes, Big Sean's creative director. I'm like, that's so random. (laughs) I was like, that's so random. He's like, well, he was like our creative director on Coachella. He he just got your pictures. Sean's looking for a new guy on the Rihanna tour. I was like oh, okay. <laughs> so long story short, hang up the phone with Sam, bang, call, it, it's, it's uh, Sean's creative director and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, first of all, big, big Sean fan, like, loved Sean, you know, click that Dark Sky Paradise era, like, I grew up listening to that shit. Yeah. So obviously, this is phase three of me being like, let me let me you fuck are my such me, a
0: pro at breaking this. Oh god, down. it's great.
1: Oh, it's great. So yeah, this is this is me fucking up my life a little bit more. Get the call. I couldn't really understand the dude because he has a very deep voice. Yeah, he's like, yo, what up, man? I'm like, yo, what's up? He's like, man, we never met. blah blah whatever. He's like, what are you up to this summer? I'm like, man, I'm I'm doing this band. He's like okay, word, word. Well, all right. Sean's looking for a new photographer. I was like, okay. He's like, you know, we're supporting Rihanna on this like stadium tour. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Like, fuck. So he's like, he's like, this is what we can give you. This is how much money, but whatever. He's like, you need to leave in five days. He was like, I need to know now. So I'm like, fuck, what do I do? I'm like, I'm about to leave in seven or eight days for this other tour. But this tour wants me to leave in five days. So I'm like, fuck, fuck, what I do? I'll never forget it. I'm at dinner with my family. He calls me. I sit down to have dinner with my mom, my dad, and my brother. And I tell my mom, I'm like, yo, I I need to figure this out now. Like to to make a long story short, one, I need a replacement if I'm going to do this. Two, I need to talk to every party involved so everyone's happy. So I'm like, let me make a couple calls first. So first call I make was Mike Finn, who was made of tour manager when he brought me on. I said, OG. OG. I said, what do I do? He goes, What did he say? I forgot what he said. Fuck. What did he say? Something along the lines of like of like, man, you know, you gotta fuck up your life to like figure out some certain things in your life. You know what I mean? Or, or something along the lines. He's
0: like, get it a little messy. Yeah. Pick he's like, up. he's
1: like, what it's not gonna hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? it, it it's um whatever he said but yeah it's like if you consistently do the same thing over and over again like you're not going to grow as a human being or or creative
0: wow
1: cool so this is something along those lines so get off the phone with him i'm like well didn't really get the answer i wanted to because he's telling me to do this thing i'm like fuck second person i call, i made a parades uh, merch guy t money oh my god i go i've no i know you've been in this situation please tell me what i do same answer i'm like god fuck it like nobody's giving <laughs> me the you know cuz i just wanted the like <laughs> you i just mean, wanted yeah, you the wanted that safe answer. yeah i'm like yeah. man someone fucking tell me i'm fucking up right now talk to my parents and they're like well what's the deal who's this rap dude who's this other band and they coming from you know you know the rock world and a white family from you know, upstate New York, they yeah, they're they like, we don't know this rapper. Like, no offense, but they're like, we don't really know who like this well, world because we can't give you advice
0: here. We don't know exactly, like, yeah. you
1: know. And essentially, they didn't even want me to go into rock because they thought there was like drugs and stuff involved, which like it's not like that, it's as you not know. What yeah, yeah,
0: think at all. Yeah.
1: So once they got the okay with being safe in the rock world, well, now they're like, well, fuck, our son's about to go into rap now. Like, what is this about? And. So they kind of they were kind of like I think that they brought it down to like money and like business and financials and stuff like that where Sean was obviously the upper hand on that one. So so then the next step was to tell both parties. So the first step would be to tell the band's manager or to email everyone involved like cuz they they have a creative team at management they have tour manager that booked my flights, then business manager that I would technically owe money to because they paid for my flights. Then three the sponsor people that I was supposed to be shooting, dude. Yeah. it was a whole thing. Like this was a full on thing. Yeah, I send one email out to like everyone. Hey man, like you know some other uh, commitments, or I still have the email. Uh, whatever it was, I said just something really send nice. It, yeah. I, I didn't say any names. Yeah, I didn't say I'm bailing for another tour. I didn't say anything along those lines. I just said something else came up. Um, I'm going to give you guys a replacement. Just give me a day or two to figure that out. Um, All my prior commitments will be fulfilled and we'll call it a day. Yeah. Instantly get a call. (sighs) Instantly. Management ripping me out. What the fuck? This, this, and that. And I step outside on my parents' porch and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. At this point, like, I I would love to say the band but you know
0: No it's, it's yeah. just, it doesn't matter
1: Yeah it doesn't matter it's in the back of my mind I'm like I'm burning a bridge like what am I doing I don't even know if it's going to be worth it like who knows I'm trying to think about the future I'm trying to think about my career I'm trying to think about a lot of things Yeah Hip hop like never done it Yeah who knows who who even knows like what's going on At this point I haven't even confirmed with creative director that I'm doing it. So yeah. Because I just wanted to make sure everything was good with this band. Wow. I felt so bad. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, hey, if this is, this is giving me the call being like, I'm trying to book your flight right now, then it's a lock. Because yeah. that's how we roll. It's yeah, like, hey, yeah, if you yeah. tell me something's about to get locked, let's do it. Long story short, he rips me out. It's terrible. Yeah, ugh, still hates me to this day for sure. Definitely, yeah, the crew does not like me. I know there's been some like, weird, I've ran into them a few times and like there's always been some like, Quirky jokes, which is fine. Like, I, 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 I laugh at it. I'll laugh at it now. Um, but, like, one of the last things he said to me was just like, man, like, this is, like, this is the music industry. Like, people are not going to forget things like this. And I was like, okay, cool. And back in my mind, I'm like, god damn, like, I hope this rap stuff works out. <laughs> so,
0: man, I,
1: yeah, it was, it was really interesting. And it kind of sucked.
0: I hate that, though. Like, I get it, right? And I get yeah. it. I'm sure they're just stressed and they have a billion things exactly. going on. Exactly, yeah. But it's like, I also hate that, like... <laughs>
1: They, I hate they try that like made me feel bad, you know. It's just small like,
0: fish energy of just like you know who yeah. I am, like this, this, yeah. and this, and it's like, dude, yeah. everyone can grow. It's all, it's all
1: good, man. Like it's but, all good, and like that's what that's what I did. So then I took the Sean tour, and I flew to Europe five days later, and like still with Sean to this day, you know. So
0: what was <clears> it
1: like? Oh, I to mean, that
0: tour in the beginning,
1: it was mental
0: just in a different same just entirely i didn't
1: even know how to shoot him <laughs> i did not yeah i did not know what to do i did not know what to bring i didn't know what to wear yeah. i didn't know anything and this is like a very crucial time period where i'm like okay because the tour was four months long, yeah. and then potential to move forward with him, yeah. that was how, how it was pitched, and I was like, "Wow, like this could be like a thing, like an all time low thing, like four years long."
0: Yeah, like I mean, Mayday so that, too. Like, well, it yeah, seems, it, that's well, that's what I was coming here, off. It's it's like it's, a career exactly, exactly. Artist. And
1: that was like one thing that I went into it, and I was like, "Man, like I really hope this works out, and I can, I can do this." Yeah, for a long time. Um, and it, and it did happen, thank God. But yeah, I didn't know anything. What it did was you like, wear
0: on your first day? I would have gone all black.
1: Well. <laughs> So here's what happened. So JFK to Amsterdam. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh the boys were on an LAX at Amsterdam. We land at the same time. Oh no. I don't know anyone. I'm uh-huh. alone.
0: Uh-huh. Everyone
1: else lives in LA. I'm the only New York person. We land at the same time, maybe like 20 minutes apart. Everyone goes straight to the vans, like the Vianos outside. You know, there's like six black Vianos, like Mercedes ones. I'm like, okay, like this is a big crew. I don't know how many people are in the crew. I don't know anything. Yeah. Call the tour manager. She's like, she, her name is Tori, uh, Terry Lynn. Amazing. She's a little bit older. She's like 55, 60. Mm. She's like, she i usher everyone. Mm. Call her. And she's like, um, she's like meet me at baggage claim. So I meet her at baggage claim, just her.
0: Mm.
1: She goes, okay, cool. There's like six Vianos outside. Just like go to the front one and, and knock on the window and say that you're with Sean or with the camp and, and you're his new photographer. And I was wearing Adidas track pants. With because I thought this was cool, yeah. With um Nike shoes, uh-huh. and that apparently is a not a cool look. Uh-huh. Two different brands, uh-huh. and I knock on the window, and the band, like Sean's band, instantly, like, yo, who are you? Like, what's going on? Like, whoa, whoa, why are you knocking? Why? Are you? I'm like, uh-huh. okay, uh-huh. so uh-huh. so then. Uh, His creative director, yeah, it was terrifying. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, because I was like banging on the window because no one was answering. I was like, man, like, is this the right van? Like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, man, maybe she told them. I have no idea. So then his creative director gets out of the last van, which was supposed to be the one I was supposed to be in because he wanted me, she wanted me to meet the A party. He gets out. He's like six foot five. He's like, he's huge. He's like, what up, man? He's like, welcome. And And then Sean gets out. And I dap him up, and the first thing he said to me was like, "Man, we gotta get you some new pants," <laughs> <laughs> because I was wearing two different brands. Oh, no, no joke. Because the first Did you day, just first interaction, melt? I was like, "This is gonna be really interesting." Oh my god! So then, yeah. So then, uh, we went straight to the arena to do like rehearsals and everything. And the band like apologized to me, and like still so, to this day, like. They're homies. Yeah. But they, like, I don't know if they remember the story because, like, you know, everyone's pretty jet-lagged, red-eyed, mm-hmm. this, this, this they and that, whatever. Just thought
0: you were, like, a tourist. Exactly, doing, like, exactly. So yeah.
1: they, like, apologized. They were, like, dude, we're so sorry. It's so awkward. I was, like, fuck man. But, yeah, so that's what happened yeah, the first day.
0: Unreal. Um, but, yeah,
1: it was, like, a really big, um, a, like, one of probably the biggest left-field curveballs I've, like, ever taken my entire life. Like, yeah. not knowing anyone, um. Culturally not being like adapted by anything and like only being to Europe a few times and um, having to be on a bus, like one of three buses and my bus was only like me, Sean, assistant, security guard, and management. So it was like five of us on a bus and I I don't know anyone. Like I know proper etiquette and everything and I think touring you learn and adapt, but I didn't really know any of these people at all. And I had a camera and I feel like that scares people away sometimes.
0: Totally. Because you, know? you don't know how invasive or not Ex- invasive, but like you feel invasive. Exactly. You don't know how exactly. much to get in there. I mean, there was
1: a lot of times where like, you know, people would be like, put down your camera in certain situations. Like I would, because like, you know, I'm paid to bring my camera everywhere. So there were some places, like we went to like a bowling alley once and like some security guards were like, yo, like not tonight. I'm like, all right, cool. Like as long as you're respectful and like, hey, I'm trying to do your job, my job, you're trying to do yours. I get yep. it. Um, So like you always have to kind of, I guess like, pushed the the uh, envelope a little bit. Um and I definitely did that. Just cuz I didn't know my boundaries, I didn't know anything. So I just like did what I was told, you know, and like trying to just like do whatever and it it worked out for the better and I think that um it it only it only took Sean like a little bit to trust me. Um whether it was because of his creative director or something, maybe my personality or something, like we we clicked. Yeah. Like we we really did click.
0: Well, a compliment that I was going to pay you is like I feel like a theme in all of your career Mm -hmm. has been you really do build a real relationship with an artist. Mm -hmm. And like Mayday brought you out earlier than people documenting everything, all the skills you've learned, like the way that you approach working with an artist, traveling with an artist, what you document, the shots you get – doesn't feel the same as just like For regular sure. tour photography yeah and some of the things Thank i've you. seen you yeah and some of the things i've seen you do with sean is like it it feels really artistic and yeah. it feels like yeah, definitely you were telling me like you eventually want to get into like <clears throat> more fashion side of yeah, things and like it yeah. feels like that mm-hmm. and like
1: yeah
0: i it might be wrong but didn't you do a pretty big campaign with puma yeah, with yeah we too? did like puma and,
1: stuff and like he's taking me to every fashion week like like Dior has used a bunch of my pictures and Fendi has used like a, but like a yeah. lot of things that people don't know. Um, but yeah, every fashion week he's gone to, like I've gone New York, Milan, Paris, um, everyone, everyone.
0: Yeah. It's and been he- awesome.
1: Like, and, and that's like, that's the cool thing about it. I think that there's so much to him outside of music because he doesn't really tour that much. But his personal life is very interesting, like, to document, you know. I think it's, like, he has charities, very charitable, um, opening, like, movie theaters. And, like, you know, he's a pizza place downtown. Really? Yeah, he owns a pizza spot. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know the name of it. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, like, he does this thing called Dawn Weekend every year in Detroit where he does, like, block parties and, like, firework events and, like, giving back to, like, um public schools and everything and like that's some of my most favorite stuff to take pictures of yeah because it's literally people from like outside detroit coming in for one reason to support the city and he's throwing like these massive parties with like foundations and like you know like giveaways with like puma and giveaways for you know this and that and like it's more than just music and like that is is very like, very heart-filling, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, dude, and it um, feels
1: like the perfect
0: chain of events that your career, yeah. like, that you learned before yeah. that just translate and go so well yeah, 100%, together with yeah. him.
1: It, it's, like, it's, it's really well-rounded, you know, and I think that it's everything that I've ever done in the past leading up to this, um, whether it was, you know, like, cover shoot with All Time Low for, you know, a magazine or, Make it look editorial and then like a live shoot with whoever, you know, whatever. I feel like everything up until this point was, you know, kind of put into place. Yeah. Slowly.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's just it's really cool to see that evolution. And like again, we were talking yeah. a little bit about it before the podcast, but it's like I really like to tell the stories of people who have pushed themselves and who've challenged themselves to yeah. go outside of their comfort 100%. zones and It's really cool to hear that pay off the way that it did with you.
1: It it did probably you know, who knows if like if it didn't, like I don't even know where I would be now. Yeah. Because then eventually, you know, Sean had taken a little bit of time off after we toured for two years pretty hard. Yeah. Or two and a half years pretty hard. And then I went back to a DJ and I did a lot of like creative direction stuff for him. Um so then I kind of like like I still just didn't go back to rock like I still like bounced around even more yeah. cuz I felt like there was even more stuff like I feel like there still is is even more stuff you know what I mean and like yeah. there's some other stuff that I've been kind of working on a little bit but yeah there's there's Like why, why get comfortable? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's so weird to me that people do that.
0: And I think that that's like, it's such an interesting thing because I think you have to have that authentic drive and curiosity to want to push that. Yeah. But I also think that without that you will get stuck and not necessarily fail, but like I think that someone like yourself seeing these things and understanding it. I have no doubt of your success because yeah. of your curiosity Thank and how you. much you're pushing it. Yeah. And it's just really interesting to hear that from mm-hmm. your side and where that comes from. Yeah. Like That's kind of my whole thing with this podcast. For it's sure. just I'm obsessed with hearing these origin yeah. stories because
1: yeah.
0: it's so easy to be like, oh, whoa, cool. Like, yeah. you work with Big Sean, must be nice. And For you're sure. like, well, yeah. No, it, but it, it's, it's definitely like a long, gated. gated... Of-
1: oh, oh, man. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Like insane... Insane amount of work and just like leaps of faith to like potentially lose, you know, clients and like lose, you know, cause if, if, say, say I didn't, I did do that band's tour that I didn't do Sean, I would say to this day, I would be like, wow, what if I did do Sean? You know, right. there's a lot of questions. It's right. like, but like, I also do still question it. It's like, well, what if I did that band? Yeah. You know, because I'll like, cause now, now I, I feel like I learned a lot from, from my current situation and even beyond that. Yeah. But there's always that question. You know, there's there's always going to be a question somehow, but like, I actually don't think about that a lot, to be honest. Like, there was a time period where I was like, just getting into hip hop and then, um, I was like, fuck, did I mess up? And and I didn't, I don't think I did, at least. I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think so either. No. It's, but I it's, feel you.
0: It's always it, in our yeah. nature to think about it. Yeah, but that's going to be sides. anything you
1: do. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, a. And like even with like girlfriends or whatever, it's like did totally. I fuck up? Like, I mean,
0: it's always the grass is always greener sort of thing. One hundred percent. But I I really really commend people who don't get crippled by that yeah. and well, well, are willing exactly
1: to exactly just live and like go imagine for I those just things. failed terribly with Sean and like had n- like no work after that. Like I would feel te- oh man, that would but feel terrible. It's
0: funny hearing creatives like you say that because it's like bro, how yeah. in the world are you going to fail terribly because yeah. you have so many. Hours of mastering your craft. For sure. Yeah. yeah. All of the things you've done in the past. So it's interesting. We have another piece that I kind of want to make into a separate actual podcast or segment because it's really a cool thing on its own. But not only are you still working with Sean and doing that, but like we said in the beginning, you're starting to do a little bit more of the entrepreneurial side of Mm -hmm. not so much just trading your time and your hours of a creative as work but more so building something bigger and you started working on an agency with yeah. Almakaias yes. where you're placing people and you're you're you have this entire yeah. this massive community of creatives and yeah. you can put them in any place. Massive
1: community of like clients too like yeah between Adam and I I think that you know because I think that was the initial okay, like how many times do people ask you for creatives? And like, how many times a week do people ask you for creatives? And then we're both like, well, we should make this a thing and make it pretty official. Yeah, and on my
0: end, like, because I was more on the label management side, how many times am I in a spot where an artist last minute needs somebody or my colleagues are asking me? And it comes down to like, I don't know, who do I follow on Instagram? Exactly, yeah. And it's like, there has to be a better way. No,
1: I Oh, dude, yeah.
0: I think that what you're doing there is really exciting and I want Thank to you. talk specifically with both of you guys sure. on yeah, that. Yeah, let's do that. But it's a really cool like no, next step in sure. evolution. Maybe that's part 4, right? Like Honestly, yeah. And it feels like th- I think like that it that. is.
1: Yeah, no it does cuz cuz if you think about it like 1 2 and 3 it, it's like a storyline. It's it's like peaking 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 and then everything that we had worked for cuz we've talked about this obviously is like that is why our our agency is successful as of now is because we're, we're putting everything that we've learned from the last 10 years together into one company and the database is everyone that we've met throughout the time of, of us working.
0: You have two really valuable things that are
1: firsthand
0: trust and firsthand experience, which not exactly, you can't fake that, right? Like you can start that and be like, Oh cool. I'm great at Excel and I can put all these names in a database, but it's like, You know what it's like to be on the tour. You know what it's like to negotiate the deal. You know what it's like to make the friends. And I think that that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, we know that I I even know down to like doing a show at – one doing a show, say at 9 PM, then having to go to a club at 2 a.m. to do a club appearance, to then get on a jet at 6 a.m. to then go to a meeting at 10 a.m. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's some stuff and I'm sure Adam has and and totally it's like, like, all the
0: stuff he's done with Diplo, like you guys have both explained. It. It's like
1: that's why I like being on the opposite end as of now, because you know, if somebody wants to complain, I can be like, hey man, don't worry, dude. I'm not a suit. Like I just don't sit at a desk all day. Like I've I've been there and I totally. and I still am going to be there totally. with you technically this year. Yeah. You know, like exactly. I'm still gonna tour. I think know? what
0: you what you're doing is a really important thing of like we all kind of have to grow up and and brand I, I don't have to, but it's just like there's a drive to yeah. do bigger things and to For help sure. and to like For sure. I, I genuinely get that with what you're doing of like it's a yeah. sense of helping a community and letting letting the next generation of kids make their mark to kids, yeah. but just, you know, the next generation. The careers, yeah, yeah. 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 So I think that's really cool. And I guess to conclude this specific episode and like, as far as your story, yeah. one thing that I always like to do is now that you've told the story and kind of brought us yeah. up to speed where you're at, I always like to kind of go to this question and it's, you know, maybe it's hard cause it's such a broad one, but if you could go to any spot in your career any time of, like, maybe the most doubt where you're just like, what the fuck? Like, is this going to work? What do I do? Like, whatever that spot is for you, where is that? And now with where you're at and what you've learned, what do you
1: tell that past version of yourself? Honestly, I think it was probably, like, the all-time low stuff. um I, I like, honestly found myself getting way too comfortable in my craft and, like, social life there because I was, like, drinking a lot with them and, like... Partying way too hard and honestly i was i was like forgetting about the creative side of it and i was just like oh i'm just like shooting a dvd that's like fun you know and, and i think i lost a lot of ambition and creativity because i was kind of going through the motions um but i think a lot of people get comfortable in that aspect because they kept bringing me around and i was like well fuck if they're bringing me around they'd like my work and eventually this project's gonna be done but am i fulfilled like was my creativity fulfilled at the end of the day? Yeah, and it wasn't, and and I recognize that, and that's kind of why I felt the need to get out. Because like you know, I feel like I can still tour with them now. Yeah, still to this day. We're like you know, you know, move on from after the DVD moving forward, right? Um, and never do X Y Z. You know, right. so it takes a lot of being strong for yourself and just pushing yourself. You know, to be like, hey, I'm better, and to get out of a funk of like maybe I shouldn't be partying, you know, maybe I shouldn't take advantage of the free alcohol and like that shit. Cause I found myself getting in like slumps where I was like, not like depressed, but I was like, well, like it's a day off. Like let's get drunk or like, you know, it's a small show tonight. Like might as well just get drunk. Like I know what they're about to do. Like jump here, jump there, like guitar solo here. You know, it's like you go, in, you go through the motions and like I found myself um, kind of just like, like numbing myself to accept what I was doing because I was bored.
0: Yeah, or something, like you know, not just like pushing yourself and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank God I caught it, you know, because yeah. I because like now I'll be honest, like I don't drink at all on the road anymore, Damn. like rarely, Damn. very rarely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get that. It's really easy after to... ATL.
1: I did not, wow. or well, now I do not. Like, I mean,
0: it's just a wild life, right? Like, it's like everything yeah. is available and like exactly, everything yeah. is free and it's this yeah. weird access to, yeah, I mean, like it's... you want
1: to have fun, but you can have fun in other ways nowadays. It's like I'll be honest, like some of my favorite times moving forward after ETL was like going to like different busters and like, you know, doing like fun stuff like that. And like, just joking around or like having like nice dinners and like having a glass of wine and like, just like getting to know one, your subject and two, your client and friends. Like people that you are like, I don't really know much about, you know what I mean? Yeah. So
0: yeah. Like some of my favorite things were like touring Europe, like Loading TripAdvisor and like looking at the city you're going to the next day and being like, cool, what's the closest? Yeah. I'm gonna instead walk of being hungover until like two p.m. Yeah. three
1: p.m. You're like, oh fuck, like you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that I think that taught a lot about, you know, just myself. Yeah, being on the road, you know,
0: that's cool. That's cool perspective for it, sure. It's
1: deep, and I tell everyone that I'm just like, man, don't get caught up in it. Yeah. Like, cause it's there, you know? And like, thank God I was only drinking, like, right, yeah, realistically, totally. like I didn't, I wasn't, no hell, I wasn't doing nothing I mean, nothing it's, it's else, such but a still wild like,
0: thing, right? Because like it, yeah. you, you spend so many years chasing like success yeah. and like yeah. getting to a level and, it can and just, then you get to it yeah. and then you can just get stuck in this yeah. weird, like you don't have to push yourself past it. No, so sure. you can just be like, I'm complacent as fuck. And it's a weird yeah. spot to yeah. get at.
1: No, it is. It's like, oh, I'm making good money. I'm having a good time with my friends. My work is fine. Why change it? Right. But that's when that was that was just the phase three. That's yeah. when I was like, all right, well, fuck everything. I'm gonna go go crazy. That's and like, sick. yeah. So
0: but it's cool that you're proof that by doing that you have this super fulfilled life now and you get yeah, yeah, yeah. so many opportunities. Yeah. Like that's a cool, yeah. that's a cool example. Yeah, to I set. think I'm
1: still gonna do some other stuff now too. Like even like the Adam stuff, it's like our agency is just like another thing that I'm like, wow, I never even you know well, first of all. It's funny because I have been telling people this, but I I feel like more than ever, is that like Adam was like a big idol to me. And the fact that, you know, I think a lot of people look up to him still nowadays and even me, you know, not to be conceited or anything, but it's like when he started touring, I was a little bit younger and there was a a peer group where we were like, wow, we want to be like him. And then the fact that like we own a company right now together is like, yeah, we've been friends for a real long time, but it's a full circle at the end yeah. of the day. Like, I don't treat him any different. Like if I have to yell at him, like I'll fucking say something to him. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, it, it's a cool feeling to be like, Wow, you respect me as a creative and I respect you as a creative. And like, you know, we've been through 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 it together, honestly, you know. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's there's more that we we want to do and like I want to do even as a photographer or like, you know, anything. Yeah. So
0: no, it's just fucking cool. I yeah. totally get it. That's yeah. awesome. I'm yeah. so glad that I got to hear this story, yeah. too. Like, this worked out so yeah, well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, dude, fuck yeah. Awesome. Well, I brought it up to you. I was like, hey, are you going to do this? I didn't want to like, steal your thunder no, for this dude, trip. I was like, this on. is y'all's trip. I was like, no. I don't want to encroach. And you, as soon as you said it, I, actually, you were like, I'm in. I like-. low-key said it to Adam. I was like, you think Falcon would maybe want to do one? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I think you would. I love that. And then as soon as you said it to me, I was like, yeah, yeah dude. I,
1: cool. <laughs> I was like nagging you about it today. I was oh, like, yo, yeah. so
0: uh Eight o'clock? That <laughs> means so much to me, though, because cool. like I never want to be the pushy guy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I know, know my yeah, yeah. This yeah. My I know. So like, yeah, yeah.
0: thank you. Thank dude, you for yeah. like, giving the excitement yeah, and being no, calm enough boy, to do yeah. it. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Well, that's just me being out of my rocker being like, fuck, like I've drank so much coffee today. I'm like, let's just keep going. Like, let's just keep playing. Like, I know. Cool. Oh shit. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah.